Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Thanks once again for joining us for our podcast, Redeemed, uh, where we're continuing on with the story of David for just a brief another moment, because we're going to have somebody else come onto the scene. Yep. David's old. Very old. <laughs> yes. Very old. So cold, or he's so old that he can't even keep warm at night. <laughs> he's so cold, he's so old at night, he can't get, no. He's old, cold. He's so <laughs> old that he can't keep warm at night. There you go. So. They actually have to find a find a nice young lady to come and keep him warm. Was not enough blankets. Was not enough blankets. Okay. So as the time is drawing near for poor David, or maybe not poor David. David's probably ready. He's probably ready to go. Yeah. He had a good life. Yeah. yeah. David is drawing near to the time he dies. Um, there's kind of this inner tor- turmoil about who's going to be the next king. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's turmoil because Adonijah just says, I'll do it. Yep. You think there was any talks amongst the family of like, who's going to be key? He, he called dibs. He called dibs. He said, I'll do it. First. <laughs> and usually the rules of dibs work. Yeah. Usually. They do and not respect dibs in ancient. <laughs> no, they no. do not. They do not. Well, God oh. had something different in mind. Yeah. So apparently from what I can understand... Uh, Adonijah is a brother of Absalom. Correct. It says that in verse 6. And he was another good-looking man. Yep. So, I don't, I don't know what was in the water there, but they were pumping out some good-looking guys. The mom's name was Haggith, so do with that what you for, will. What a terrible name for yeah, a lady. Like reminds me of, a, what's that guy's name on Harry Potter? Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny right there. Didn't think of that. <laughs> like that. So, long story short, he said he just decides he's going to set himself up a scheme because David is David's getting old. He says, "Dave, you know, basically David's old. Somebody's got to do the job. I'm going to do it." Why not? So he so he invites certain people. He uh, he invites uh, Abathar the priest. He invites uh, Joab and has this big celebration. Yep. And they say, "Oh, long live the king! Whatever, King Adonijah." Yep. Then on the other side, you've got another priest, you've got a prophet, and you've got, uh, well, I guess he's a warrior. Benaniah? Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. uh... He turns out to be one. Yeah, yeah. it just says, it just says Benaniah. Yeah, Benaniah. And like I said, I don't know who Benaniah is, he just kind of comes on the scene, but he but he plays a pretty big role here. He gets yeah. to work. So, anyway, David understands, uh, Bathsheba comes, excuse me, Bathsheba comes to David, tells there him what's go. going on, David says, okay, well, we gotta get this straightened out, he... Put Solomon on the throne and says, eh, "You're going to be king." Okay, and things are going along pretty smoothly. This transition was 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 relatively smooth. Yeah, but as I mentioned before, there was a woman who was there to keep uh, David warm. Okay, at this point, David's died. Played yes. the rest of his father. David is dead. Solomon is 
is begin the process of ruling. Yep. And Adonijah, for some reason, has this wild hair that he's going to ask for that woman to be, uh, to be his wife. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, because I've read the passage several times. I don't know why this completely set King Solomon off. Well, so I have that answer for you. Okay, go for it. Um, the, the commentary, their theory is that though Abishag had no sexual relations with David, she still belonged to the royal harem. So earlier, the rebel Absalom had reinforced his claim to power by sleeping with most of David's harem yep. in 2 Samuel. Um, and Solomon saw Adonijah's request for Abishag in That's a similar like what Absalom did. Kind of like a claim oh, to the throne. Oh, I see. So, so it all goes back to freaking Absalom. Uh-huh. Yep. It, it, <laughs> it triggered Solomon's training. Yeah. And he... Like, no. He shut that down. Yeah. You know, at up with this, this head. Yeah. At, Queen of Hearts. At this point, yeah. the gloves were on. And then when yep. this request is made, Solomon takes the gloves off and he basically cleans house. Yeah, we went kid punches <laughs> to Mike Tyson in <laughs> yeah. like five verses. <laughs> yeah. And so all of a sudden now we have him establishing his rule. Uh, he takes care of Adonijah. He takes care of the priest uh, Abathar. Yep. Yeah. He takes care of Joab, because Joab also was conspiring against him. Yeah, Joab yeah. was on team Adonijah. Mm-hmm. He had and, to be a little nervous about Joab. Yeah. I would think. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to get rid of that one, but who's going to do it? Mm-hmm. That's, when, yeah. that's, that's when this Ben and I guy yeah. comes on and, uh, and uh, really takes care of business for Solomon. Uh, he, he's the one that kills Joab. Uh, when all this is going down and Joab realizes that Solomon is going after the conspirators, he gets a little freaked out, runs to the temple, grabs onto the altar, and uh, Benaniah shows up and says, hey, you got to come out. I got to kill you, basically. He says, nope, I'm dying right here. <laughs> so he says, so Benaniah sends word back to the king. Uh, king Solomon, he says he ain't coming out. He don't want to come out to play. He said he wanted to die here. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> Solomon, I like Solomon's response. Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This room wants to die, so be it. Strike Kill him, him down. And so that's what Ben and I does. Kills him and buries him. And then that, therefore, is also part of uh, the judgment that was on Joab for the innocent people that he killed yes. earlier in Samuel. Yep. Both. Yeah. So real quick, real fast, boom, boom, boom. Solomon cleans house. Boom. He's established as king. Makes it in a very big way. clear. In a big way. Me in charge. Mm-hmm. And he and he puts Benaniah in Joab's place. He puts uh, Zadok, the priest that was on his side, in Abathar. the place of Abathar. And uh, uh, he had Nathan, the prophet, on his side, too. Yeah. All very key people you'd want on your side. Yeah. yeah. So far, so good. Yep. Things so are looking so good. good. It's a good two-chapter start. Yep. So First his throne is head. established. But now... We have a uh, pretty cool little incident here, and this is the kind of one I want to focus on for tonight. Yeah. If God came to you and asked you, what can I give you? <laughs> what would you ask for? Wisdom, of course. I know. I was say, well, now I would. I would yeah, <laughs> like to say something nice uh-huh. like that. But. Yeah, it's obviously wisdom. Isn't that what everybody would say? Yeah. yeah. But yes, I know. I uh, Reading that, it's like, oh. I don't think I would have done that if I was Solomon, but I wish I would have. Yeah, yeah. because Solomon really gave the right answer. I mean, there. Yeah. If you really break it down, there's really not a better answer Solomon could have given from the aspect of being a king. I was gonna say, especially for a king. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Help me to discern what is right and wrong. Yep. I mean, that that is a phenomenal request. And it so impressed the Lord that he said, okay, I'll give you that, but then I'm going to give you everything else. Yep. And you get the rest of it. You get everything you could you have asked the, for, basically. Yeah, you get the riches and everything. Solomon was the richest king there ever was. He was the wisest and he was the richest. All right. So it's important what you ask for. Okay. It's a fact. Uh, Solomon did real good. He asked for wisdom to be able to rule his kingdom. And not only just wisdom, but he wanted that wisdom that only God could give him. Right. That lets him discern right and wrong. I mean, I mean, there's a big difference there. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, you know, we go to school to, to get what we consider wisdom. Yeah. But it's, it's earthly wisdom. It's yeah. not the Correct. same thing. Yeah. And right after that, Solomon uh, demonstrates uh, his yeah. wisdom. Puts that thing right to the test. Yes, he does. Got yes, this does. new toy. Let's try it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got these two pre- uh, these two prostitutes coming before the king. Uh, they both had babies. One of them rolled over on one of the babies, killed it. Uh, she took the dead baby, put it next to the other one that had the live baby, and then she took the live baby back to her bed. She switched them. Yeah. yeah. Switched she, the baby. She pulled the old switcheroo. She did. Babies. She did. She did. So, so now they're before the king because the other woman realized, hey, this ain't my baby. That baby don't look like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I will go on record saying up to this point there's probably a lot of bad life decisions that led up to this point yeah okay so what does Solomon do One Solomon person. listens to both sides of the story and then he says okay I got this uh, bring me a sword yep I would like my sword please to help me figure out whose kid this is <laughs> and it's like we were discussing earlier I want to know whoever had to get the sword he's like yeah he said sword right you, he looked at the guy next to him. Sword? <laughs> so, sword? There's no way he asked for yeah. a sword. Could you imagine? Yeah, I bet you could have heard a pin drop in that court. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? A, 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 wait, a sword? Yeah. What? No, what? He got something in his what's teeth. What's he going to do? <laughs> and yeah. what is he, he going to sword for? Well, he's going to cut the living child in two. Now, that might sound horrific to us. You get half? You get half. Fair is fair. <laughs> but he's got a plan. Because the woman whose baby it really was, of course, she jumps in there and says, "What? No, 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 don't no, 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 everybody give it to the other lady. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now the other lady, I don't know what is wrong with this lady. This lady's a psychopath. It, obviously. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, well, what are her words exactly? It's, yeah. I mean, it's if I. But can't the other have said, him, no, "Neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. Just cut him in two. Say what? Ha. <laughs> huh? So she's okay. So she's gonna kill both kids. Yeah. Yeah." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like mother of the year here. She did not get mother number one mom mug. <laughs> yeah. Not deserving. No. No, she. So I, I don't even understand that response. I know. Oh, I, I can't wrap my brain around it. No, I, I, I can't. So she is so selfish that she's going to say, no, you can't have. I can't she, have one. No one can have one. What is she going to do with half a baby? I don't know. I actually don't want to know. No, <laughs> I don't yeah. either. I mean, that's just horrendous to me. Yeah. But what does King Solomon says? And King Solomon, uh, give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him, for she is his mother. Good job, Solomon. Solomon had figured out. When all of Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. Yeah, no, not just any old brains thinking of that. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Now, granted... After hearing this, it's like, ah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in next the time room, my kids fight over a toy, I'm going to cut it in half. 
<laughs> you get half. You get half the toy. I, they get half yeah. the toy. Do that with the toy, though. <laughs> Only if they find over whose it is. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. They wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know their lives. No, in my kids, they'd be like, go ahead, Dad, cut it in half. <laughs> do it. Call I dare boss. you. Yeah. No, no, they just want to see if I actually... You know, <laughs> no, because they'd be happy to have a toy. Can we watch? Yeah. Can I cut it in half? <laughs> okay, so a toy's not quite the same thing as baby, but... No. But what I want us to pull from here? Yeah, well, there's a lot of different things to pull from here. There's a ton of I things. mean, I mean, we could spend a couple more hours talking about this. Just one this chapter. Yeah, just the first chapter. Um, one is just how awesomely powerful God is. Um, you know, he really did just back Solomon up and set him on the throne. Yeah. Um, that was who uh, King David wanted, and God just kind of backed that up. Yeah. And, and made it possible so that happened. Then second of all, it's like... He's talking to Solomon because of his relationship with David. Does yeah. that make sense? Because of who David was, that's why he's talking to Solomon. God's talking to Solomon, which is just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Because God held David in that high of esteem. Right. You know, so he's going to help David's son out and ask Solomon what does he want. And Solomon's answer is fantastic. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, granted, after reading this story, I would have asked for wisdom. Now I know. Yeah. But <laughs> it comes to me. Wisdom. Yeah. But what is interesting is that Solomon didn't have this story before him. He came up with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was what he that was what was on his mind and that's what he wanted. And it even if you if you kind of read it kind of almost sounds like it kind of well, you know, I understand that God knows knows all. God but was he was impressed. still impressed with that answer. Does that make sense? He was very impressed with that answer. Yeah. Because, I mean, poor Solomon. I mean, I say poor Solomon. Solomon could have God asked for anything. Time. He could have asked for wealth. He could have asked for mm-hmm. uh, peace. He could have asked for whatever. But because he asked for wisdom, God was so impressed with that, he was able to uh, give him all the other things as well. Yeah. Um, which does bring up another point because, you know, he does ask for wisdom to discern between right and wrong. Right. But yet he still let his his foreign wives and stuff sacrifice, and he wouldn't sacrifice with them all to these pagan gods. It's like something doesn't quite add up here, Solomon. You know what I'm I saying? Would, I would argue that he had the discernment and overlooked it, if you will, yeah. because but, he wanted the wives. And once again, because of that, it's going to cost him in the end. Yeah. Half heart. And what happens? Well, spoiler alert: the kingdom gets ripped yeah. from his son. Oh yeah, wasn't that the and half half-hearted? The half-hearted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's when the kingdom of Israel splits in half. Yep. Yep. So I, I mean, sin just never works out. But that's that's further along the line, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's amazing what God can do, and just the discernment that Solomon had is just amazing too. It's yeah. just amazing to me. You know, so I mean, there's. That's what happens when you get it straight from God. Yeah. He gives you the discernment for right from wrong, and all of a sudden you see things in a whole new light. Mm-hmm. But what we need to understand here, too, is, is that God came right along beside Solomon and helped him rule. I mean, that discernment that he asked for was definitely Jesus working beside him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Was God working beside Solomon? Yep. Now, what I think we can learn from here is that we ourselves need to be asking for that wisdom and for that discernment. Every day. You know what I'm saying? This is not something that just is is just it's, for Solomon. Solomon is not the only one that needed wisdom. Right. 
Right. Now, I think that should be on the top of our prayer list every morning is, Lord, give me the wisdom and the discernment to determine right and wrong from God's perspective. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that's clear. Yes. God's perspective. I got you. And if we can, that's where we need to be living is is there asking for that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised at the wisdom and things God can give you if you're willing to ask for it. Yeah. I mean, now granted, if you're in the Bible every day, that's going to help with that discernment too. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's there for. (laughs) So that's why he wants us to read it. So we will be uh, able to sidestep the pitfalls and things that the devil has for us. Yeah. That wisdom, that discernment. But I do just believe that Solomon sets a great example for asking for wisdom and discernment. Now, that doesn't mean that if we're asking for discern wisdom and discernment, we're going to get everything else that God threw to Solomon's level. Yeah, but that shouldn't matter. No, the real thing we should be concerned about here is the wisdom and discernment to navigate this world. Mm-hmm. This world can be loud; it can be confusing, and without God there on our side trying to help us make these decisions, we're going to screw it up. Fact. I mean, it. We just would. Yeah. Yeah. Facts are facts. Yeah. So I, I think it is a great example for us as Christians who are redeemed to be on our knees asking for that every morning. Mm-hmm. Lord, just give me your wisdom and then focus on that for the rest of the day so we can constantly be reminded of what we're looking for. Yeah. You know? Because far too often I just put everything in, I have a tendency just to put it in overdrive, your uh, autopilot or mm-hmm. uh, cruise control, if you there will. You, go. Yep. you know what I'm saying? And, I don't, and sometimes I need to engage my mind more from... The spiritual aspect. Yeah, all throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, I read my Bible, I do the prayer time stuff, but I'm not, it's not a constant thing throughout the day. And it needs to be more like that. Because that wisdom and that discernment is what I'm, is, is, is what I'm striving for. Yeah, absolutely. So, beautiful lesson there for us as redeemed Christians. Just the constant asking for wisdom and for discernment. Mm-hmm. So we can make it through this world. King Solomon's a pretty awesome guy. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite kings. Uh, king David's my first favorite, but shortly, I, shortly behind him, I do like Solomon. Yeah. Uh, I just love the stories from Solomon. The things that Solomon wrote are just phenomenal. It's true. So uh, I love Solomon. He's a good guy. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.